Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Let's go, Uncle Henry. Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and it's still Christmas. We're still doing our Jack Frost jack-off fest. I still can't remember what the fuck you called it, even though... Jacking our way through the holidays. There we go. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep calling it the Jack Frost jack-off. We have another double feature for you, though. Jack Frost 97 and Jack Frost 98. Two very different movies that have literally nothing to do with each other except the fact that they're both called Jack Frost and they're both about a snowman. They're both... No, they're both about a human who well, dies and becomes a snowman we're starting with jack frost 97 for the audience's benefit yes it gets weird right off the bat you were talking about the opening before so you let, let's continue let's continue Ta- tell me about <laughs> tell me about the opening so the open this is the opening credits that were on here yeah like so the credits open up and it's got this this little girl's voice that just sounds like it i don't know i can't tell if it's a woman or if it's a if it's a dude being weird or what but it's got this little girl's voice she's like tell me a story uncle henry and then her british uncle henry who is apparently the creepiest motherfucker in the world tells her the story of jack frost which makes no sense in the context of the movie i need to emphasize that because it's all about how jack frost was a serial killer and he you know how much he loved to kill people but then he made a mistake and he started putting body parts in pies that were manufactured in some tiny fucking i don't know where town (laughs) and then the cops knew where he was and that was what that was what got him but then later on five minutes into the movie he actually got caught because he was taking a piss on the side of the road and acting like a creep when the sheriff was like what are you up to like there was no indication there that the sheriff had any idea what was going on he was just the creepiest motherfucker you'd ever seen and the sheriff responded appropriately as far as i'm concerned that fucking opening never made any sense i thought it was kind of funny because he was talking about like jack frost like like to just like red and squishy things or some shit and he was just scaring the shit out of this poor little girl yeah he's like you know that you know just like in the song jack frost nipping at your nose except he really did it (laughs) like (laughs) it's just the creepiest creepiest fucking marriage ever you know who it is you know you know who it is who it's the cop's son because i hated that little kid and he is kind of a psycho but he also he witnessed the decapitation at like 10 years old it's definitely him well except he says they end the story with as a matter of fact he's on his way to be executed right now oh fuck they do we start the movie so i love the idea that it is the cop's son because (laughs) Like that, yeah, that kid's, okay, well, I got plenty to say about that kid, but... But no, like it, and and the the awful thing is, okay, God, I need to finish a sentence. I like the idea that it's the cop's kid, but it just doesn't track with the story that's being told. And just like everything else that's set up in this movie, there's no payoff. No, zero, fucking zero, and it's whatever. It, so I don't even know why the fuck we're talking about it. But it I don't doesn't know come back movie. around at the end. It's just a creepy fucking way to open the movie, and not creepy in a good way. Creepy in a I'm afraid he's gonna touch that little girl kind of. 
away. That kind of creepy. There's a reason these guys never really made anything else. When we first meet Jack Frost, he is in a prison transport truck, prisoner transport truck on his way to be executed. Because apparently UPS delivers convicts for execution now. For the listener who hasn't seen the movie, because it makes perfect sense that you're listening to this podcast, it's just a UPS truck that has the words prison transport painted on the side. It's a low budget movie, man. What do you expect? The lowest of budgets. Yeah. We are going to plow through this shit kind of quick, I think, though. But we'll we'll hit the we'll hit the important stuff. Hey, can you guess that he doesn't actually make it to the execution because the fucking truck crashes because some assholes like pouring coffee on a snowy fucking blizzardy highway? Some asshole who's transporting toxic corrosive material, by the way. Yes. That's the thing to do. You're, yeah. you're, you're transporting stuff that could kill everybody involved, including you. So you're like, ah, I only need my knees to drive. Let's pour some coffee. <laughs> I did think he was jerking off right when they, right when they showed him because he's like, he's got it in his in his lap and he's unscrewing the top, I guess. He's kind of looking down with a smile on his face <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're about to have a good time. But I do like the scene where Jack Frost actually dies. Where so Jack it, Frost melts for the first time. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. That, that scene is pretty good. And the guy they got to play Jack Frost, I honestly can't tell if he's a genius or an idiot because he is so over the top in this role. It is just disturbing how far over the edge he goes at least in those first few scenes once he's in jack frost it's not quite the same but but in those early scenes he's so like kabuki theater over the top <laughs> and the funny thing is he's been in real movies he was the drill sergeant in jarhead i don't know if you remember that i have not seen it but i just opened up his imdb and i scrolled all the way to the bottom and he was uncredited but he was in Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, which we'll end up talking about Three Ninjas, but that's the second that's the second movie that they shot, but it's the third <laughs> movie that they released, but he's in that. Then, you know, it's a bunch of TV, because that, that's where you do. That's when people are either starting out or they disappear and you don't know where the fuck they are. They're on Law & Order. <laughs> Indeed. You cracked the code. Law and order. The jumping off point and the landing pad for many a career. Oh, yeah. But then he he does go on to do... He does all sorts of shit. Just like a couple episodes here and there of a bunch of TV shows and video games and stuff. Much like Jake Busey, he's what's known as a character, character actor. actor. Although not quite on the level of Jake Busey <laughs> that he is clearly trying and failing to achieve. So, yeah, he melts like the Toxic Avenger. And I like oh, his well, little... Well, 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 <laughs> Because of the crash, the this experimental chemical explodes out of the vehicle that crashes into the uh, the prison transport, and it splashes Jack for all over Jack Frost and melts him. That's why he melts. Yes, and it, he looked for, he, right when he sees it; he, it's about to explode, and he's like, "This is gonna hurt," which kind of made me laugh. And I don't. Know <laughs> this the movie was clearly intentionally made the way it's made, but that's not, in my opinion, that doesn't forgive crappiness of it. Because if you're going to intentionally make a movie like this i think you need to really lean into that humor and it doesn't lean into it hard enough you know or or it tried to and the people who made it just aren't that funny the next thing we do is we meet we meet the cop i guess who is the main character his name is sam and he's the guy who arrested jack frost and he, he just happens to be a small town sheriff and he lives in snowmanton not just a little bit on the nose eh i don't understand where they got it <laughs> sorry sorry on the carrot <laughs> i hate his kid i oh, swear God. i've seen this kid and stuff but i didn't bother to look it up Right off the bat, this kid is an asshole. They're driving up to the wreck, and the kid's like, touch my finger, touch my knee. Thank the Lord it wasn't me. I wrote that down. Oh, Fuck God. you. <laughs> 
He's a little shithead. I hate that kid so much. I was really hoping he was going to get it. And nope, the filmmakers denied us because they just fucking hate their audience, apparently. Yeah. And what's the staple of, well, what one staple of shitty 90s kids who they, they're trying to make us like? They make gross food for their parents. And their parents are like, I'm not going to eat this, but I'm going to pretend like I'm going to eat it. I'll take it for lunch. And that's exactly what he does. He makes like some oatmeal shit for his dad. Yeah, except he keeps saying, I made special. Yeah, right. Like a baby shitting his pants. He says that again, too, and I wrote that down. Mommy, I made special. Clean me. (laughs) Just like, what the fuck is wrong with that? I think this kid is special. Well, he kind of looks like it. His eyes are a little close together. He talks like a three-year-old, but he's clearly approaching his teens. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's not there yet. He's still on the the green side of puberty, but he's he's not far. We're going to shit on this kid a bunch, just so you know, everybody. One thing I have to say, the kid in the other movie is way less less annoying than this kid not by much but a little less yes uh i i agree with you there he's a better actor unfortunately it's not that's mitigated by the fact that i have to spend the entire movie watching my favorite actor (laughs) just work with shit material like all i could think that whole movie was michael keaton turned down batman forever because of bad script how did he (laughs) green light this one let's move on to the snowman festival okay the snowman festival one more promise unfulfilled you can't tell me that you didn't think just like I did that that hidden snowman that they were keeping draped in the sheet you can't show you can't look at it you'll mess it up you didn't did you think that that was going to come around later and play a part in the movie yep exactly it doesn't because though. you it's it's fucking Chekhov's gun man you can't do that to the audience yeah and you I don't can't. think we ever it's if, if we do see it it's never like pointed out no no we never see it I watched very closely we never see it it remains shrouded the entire movie guess who we meet I'm I, I was kind of happy that she was in this movie boo-boo kitty fuck herself Shannon Elizabeth but we also meet Tommy and Billy two other assholes who don't really matter because they just end up dying okay which one's Tommy and which one's which one's the uh, the WB reject I think Tommy is uh, Shannon Elizabeth's boyfriend okay so that's the I WB think. reject yes I, I I figured that's who you meant and then we get a we get a bad joke what's the difference between snowmen and snow women snowballs nah. it is a bad joke but it's a good bad joke I'll say that. I'll tell you what's a bad, bad joke. At the end of the movie, when the sheriff has the opportunity to deliver it as a one-liner, and he fucks it up. I know. I remember. I wrote that down, too. That whole and uh, that upset me it upset me more the second time i watched it because i was like maybe i just misheard him the first time nope he (laughs) fucked it up one chance one chance to be a badass in the entire movie and then there you go you fuck it up there's part of me that thinks this movie is just like a a great big troll that got a sequel by the same director and it stars the same guy as jack frost and shit and the cop comes back like really yeah wow i figured for sure it was an all-new cast you'd think so right i mean they never bring the actors back for these things never but they did they did maybe the kids in there too but he doesn't have an imdb page i don't think because i don't see him on there fuck that kid so we get to the police station somebody died that that's what the thing said the the reception (laughs) sheriff walks in the sheriff walks in and finds low rent adrian barbeau sitting at her thank you i was trying to figure out what that fucking lady's name that she looked like but it wasn't her God damn it. <laughs> this movie has several of those, by the way. Agent Manners looks like either Colin Quinn doing a Daryl Hammond <laughs> impression or Daryl Hammond doing a Colin Quinn impression. <laughs> I can't decide which. And then there's uh, there's the 
the the douchebag guy whose entire family gets killed uh who i could only think of as uh, off-brand jackie treehorn oh god fuck that guy too good lord the guy from the guy from roadhouse you know he looks like the guy from roadhouse and who played jackie treehorn in uh, the big lebowski i don't remember the big lebowski even though you know i have you remember roadhouse one. though i never saw roadhouse we had this conversation when oh when seriously you watched it. yeah oh dude you got to see it i i i just watched it for the first time like two weeks ago or three weeks ago and it's already like comfort food for me <laughs> like immediately within five minutes of watching uh, of turning it on i was like this is gonna be a movie i'm gonna watch a hundred times so where where are we is 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 uh dipshit making special yet uh not again yet uh but we see the old no no no. for the first time we haven't oh yeah no we, we made it past that we're already oh we're, okay. we're on to the we're on to the first dead body i ju- i just i just have to say about that scene i mean first off i'm making special like that is <laughs> That is some next level shitty writing, but not just that. What kind of fucking oblivious parents don't notice a bottle of antifreeze sitting on their countertop next to their child who is making special? Wow. Spoiler alert, guy. Jesus. Yes. Yes. You know what? This this irritated me so much on my second watch that it is worth the spoiler. How fucking oblivious do you have to be? You know, you know how I can say that? Because I am one of the most oblivious people you'll ever meet and i would not be able to not notice a bottle of antifreeze on my kitchen counter next to my child who is preparing food I maybe agree. they are that obli- maybe that's the joke maybe that's the joke i like the dead body the dead body looks cool which is the craziest thing anyone's ever said wait which de- oh, oh the first the, the uh, frozen the old, man. old man yeah yeah I, I i love that one. Oh well there's no blood there's no sign of struggle no footprints no forced entry so we've definitely got a murder on our hands and it totally looks like somebody put a mitten on his head and just yanked his head back i'm like thanks doc <laughs> i love that like he, he he was like something soft to disperse the pressure like a like a mitten or a glove <laughs> like that's what you'd go to first yeah it, Glo- it, a glove I not mean, it, a pillow it's cold out. not you know like honestly all things considered i'm surprised they didn't look at the roof line and be like i wonder if just a giant thing of snow fell down on him because there were no goddamn footprints because it was a snowman i'm taking this movie way too seriously yes I you know, are i know but at the same time like i said it wasn't written well enough to have been made with a cynical eye well <laughs> that's 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 fair also this movie sucks but i kind of enjoyed it for specifically for what comes kind of next we we learned that the that the whole acid thing was an experiment to stop people from to allow humans to like reconfigure themselves after a an apocalyptic event of some kind well no it was to uh it was to store our dna so that that we could be resurrected later but the uh the mutant the twist of the thing was that it didn't just store the dna it bonded with the dna oh so okay that that part was just an accident all right anyways so, so I, I agree. That was actually uh, kind of a fun explanation. Like I can't of all the parts of this movie for them to think out the sci-fi part was the part that actually sounded convincing. I know. Fucking weird, right? What are the odds of that? That is usually the hardest part to get right. And if you're going to make a cynically bad, you know, deliberately bad movie for the sake of, uh, you know, for the sake of humor in entertainment, you'd think you would just go ahead and flub the the sci-fi stuff just like they did in all those old 50s movies you know but no they actually uh they actually put in the work on that part so you know hats off to him for that i agree that was a that was 
actually pretty good. So the snowman kind of like appears in the yard. Just he just happens to be there, and the mom comes home, and she's like, "Hey, did you build a snowman?" Kids like, "No," but he's like, "Also, I made special, more special, because <laughs> he's making cookies and a big fucking huge mess." So apparently, special is anything he makes is just special because because he is special. He's special. So he goes out there, and the mom's like, "Go, go do stuff to the snowman that you didn't build that just kind of ended up in our yard for some fucking reason." But I guess it's a small town, so nobody's really worried because they do mention like there hasn't been a murder like in our entire careers here so like clearly nothing happens there ever yeah i i think that i think it actually gets more of a pass there than it should in uh the michael keaton jack frost because that's actually you know like it's kind of a town whereas this is you know like just a bunch of people living on the outskirts of fucking nowhere so the kid puts like you know the rocks and the carrot and all that shit and then kind of like into the pre-drilled holes yes i don't know if we like if we did this before or if they actually made it that way how many takes could it have taken that kid to fucking put those things in there no i i I mean it's clearly like it's like cast out of foam or something like that Mm. so those holes were put there like they did that intentionally it wasn't accidental but he digs he also digs out like a mouth for the thing i've never seen anybody build a fucking snowman like this yeah i i agree and similarly you know in the other jack frost who the fuck makes snowmen that look like that like nobody well in that one at least it's, it's just three balls and stick arms i did notice that in the uh, in the Michael Keaton one, they shied away from the carrot for a nose. Do you think that that's because <laughs> they felt it had been tainted by the prior Jack Frost and what he did with that carrot? I really want to know, like the genesis, the like the history of that movie specifically after this one. Like, were they already planning to make this make that movie when this one was released? I'll tell you what I think. I think news got out that Michael Keaton had signed on to do a big CGI Jack Frost, and then these guys assigned. <laughs> style came in and made their tiny low budget one a year before so that they could cash in on it because <laughs> you know the Michael children. Keaton one was probably going to be a be a big blockbuster family movie or something like that it was a movie <laughs> I don't think I, I I'm guessing they probably didn't uh, foresee it being as bad as it is because <laughs> they probably you know they probably came up with the idea while it was still in the front page of variety stage <laughs> yeah probably probably uh, so we get to my fi- one of my favorite kills in the movie here though so we meet I think it's Billy Billy the bully he shows up with his friends and he's like the black diamond sled something something is open it goes right through this kid's yard so get the fuck out of the way you fucking nerd now that sounds uh uh, that sounds about right for rural America. Well, that's kind of true. Yeah, I, I spent a good portion of my childhood there, and uh, especially considering who his father was. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, again, you know, that's the kid of off-brand Jackie Treehorn, so that dude clearly was a huge asshole based on everything else he does in this movie. So, no surprise that the kid that the son's a huge asshole as well. Oh, man, but the kids are like, oh, that, that kid specifically is like, look at this dumb fucking snowman. He knocked its head off oh by the way jack had grown teeth which doesn't really come into play yet but i wrote down that jack grows teeth and unfortunately doesn't use them on that fucking kid agreed this is one of those situations where it was like a loud cheer went up from the audience when that stupid fucking kid's head came off oh god and yeah so this this kid gets decapitated by a sled which was awesome pretty fucking sweet and it was the funniest fucking thing in the world i laughed because it's just this this like mannequin head flying through the sky (laughs) 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, but, that was way, a good kill. Yeah, the, these take place on Christmas. Obviously, the parents, you know, we we, we kind of covered he's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. So I want to get to the point where the parents get murdered because clearly... Oh, we, we don't want to skip over probably the best joke in the entire movie, which is when the sheriff is confronting douchebag Billy or whatever the fuck his name is, dad. <laughs> And the dad's like, your kid murdered my son. He's like, come on. It wasn't a fight. It was an accident. It it couldn't have been a fight. Your son's two feet taller than he is. (laughs) And someone in the background goes, not anymore, you ain't. (laughs) I didn't hear that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's just in the background. You kind of have to have the volume up to even hear it. (laughs) I did not hear that. And that makes me very happy. Uh, he deserves best that. joke of the movie for me i don't know so we're at billy's parents house who is also the brother of boo boo kitty fuck shannon elizabeth i don't fucking yep. remember her name jill her name was jill jill okay there we go yeah right because that makes sense jack and jill jacking off jilling off he fucks her to death <laughs> yeah. we're not there yet i'm not talking about sorry that kill. sorry spoilers sorry <laughs> the kill that i'm talking about okay oh, so she's leaving the house on the day her brother died to go fuck her boyfriend at the at the sheriff's house by the way which is super weird and we'll get to that kind of uh, <laughs> yeah like why the of all the places to go why the fuck would you go to the sheriff's house and it's not like the sheriff isn't coming home it's not like he's got things going on that she would know about that he's definitely going to be away for a while i think i think at that point maybe did she know about like hey there must there's going to be a town meeting or something i don't fucking know she doesn't even know her parents are dead yet that's what the town meeting was about oh that's that's right oh by the way speaking of her parents being dead i mean we can skip over the whole you know the murder scene and everything but like didn't did you get the impression from when we first met the mom and she says ever since i was a little girl i wanted to be the angel on the top of the tree didn't you get the impression that jack was going to kill her with a with a christmas tree up the ass you know (laughs) uh cannibal holocaust style i knew it had to be a christmas tree i did think she was going to end up like splayed on top of it instead of just kind of like on it i consider that a missed opportunity this whole it's all a missed opportunity you know that you specifically in our men in black episode i remember talking about setup payoff there's a lot of setup here there's no payoffs at least none in the right way (laughs) yeah 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 no like even when there is payoff it's fucked up like and i don't mean like it's wrong and disturbing no i just mean they messed it up but the part about them the parents getting murdered that bothers me and i'm pretty sure i know why they did this to kind of like whatever expectations and shit the dad goes outside and sits on a stump there's an axe in the fucking stump but two minutes ago, we already had a decapitation scene, so we can't just have him chop off another guy's head, right? Obviously. I guess. So he just shoves the axe handle down his throat. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, now theoretically, the axe handle has been shoved all the way straight down his throat and killed him. But then he drops to the ground and is lying with his head facing upwards, not not facing out <laughs> in, a, in, in a way that the handle could be down his trachea and going into his body. But no, like 90 degrees perpendicular to his body, the axe handle is sticking out of his mouth. It's just so fucking low effort. You're doing it again, man. Oh, I know. I know. 
know, I know. But that's what pisses me off about stuff like this is, you know, like I said, if you're going to make a movie like this, go all the way with it. Do the ridiculous jokes, do the ridiculous kills and make them really ridiculous, you know, like commit. Like if you're going to if you're going to half ass that, that's fine. But then, you know, like make it really funny. Don't make it a teensy bit funny. Make it funny. You know, <laughs> they do try. They, they, they I feel like they, they their attempts, they attempt humor throughout the movie but it doesn't really land most of the time yeah i don't know like maybe that was their maybe that was their philosophy going in is like let's just fuck up every setup and payoff because they did maybe they thought that that's funny i don't know (laughs) i mean there's clearly an audience for what they're doing uh there are many many people online who love jack frost they're obviously only a tiny slice of this population but but the people who love it really do seem to love it this is my first time watching it actually i'd always wanted to watch it since i was a kid and seeing it at fucking hastings when i was a kid you know that actually makes me now now that i'm thinking about the idea of intentionally fucking up every setup and payoff because they have the salt throughout the entire movie the guys delivering salt the guys delivering salt to to break up ice you know and stuff and constantly coming back to salt 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 and then we get to the point where the special that the kid made him in the morning with the with the oatmeal and stuff melts jack's head and the dad's like what did you put in what did you put in your special what did you put in the oats son and instead of salt it's antifreeze and the kid kept apologizing like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, like if you know you fucked it up. He's like, he why'd you do it in the first yeah. place, you dipshit? I'm sorry. What? No, what'd you put in? I'm sorry. No, I'm asking you a fucking qu- I'm sorry. I'm not all about child abuse, but fuck. Well, you know, you just gotta be patient. When you have a retarded child, you have <laughs> to be patient with them through stuff like that. So there's... And he's, and he's not a bad dad. I'll say that. Aside from the fact that he let his child cook with antifreeze, <laughs> he, he does seem to love his son against all logic. Some shit happens with manners. He knocks out the guy fucking giving everybody salt because the, he sees the snowman and he's freaking out again plowing through plowing through nothing important happens have for we like mentioned that the uh the cia or whatever agent's name is manners yeah his name the dude the bat i guess he's almost the bad guy for like a second and then they fuck that up the the lady at the house at lady at the house at the police station calls him bad manners <laughs> yeah that's right she does and then one of the deputies gets killed and jack steals his car mom goes home alone but nothing really happens there so whatever. yeah i they they kind of try and set it up like something is going to happen because Jack Frost steals the police cruiser and then the police cruiser shows up yes. outside her house and then she's knocking on her windows for some reason. Like, hey, I'm in here. I'm in she's here. She's like, hey, hey knock, 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 knock. Who the fuck does that? People in Who shitty does? movies. Have you ever tried to get someone's attention outside and knocked on your windows to do it when you were in your house? Well, I mean, I guess like the kids outside or something, but no. Yeah, like really. that's the only situation is like if you're trying to get the attention of someone who's too stupid like 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 they're stupid enough that you have to really be watching them and uh you know like kids like only that or a dog you know a dog that would work too all right you want to get to the weirdest part of this fucking movie let's do it the part where the two teenagers go to the sheriff's house to fuck it's so fucking weird Just everything is wrong with this scene. Everything. Yeah, she like she goes like they start undressing and she's like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know what actually put me in the mood? Uh, you need to put some logs on the fire. I'm like they're fucking starting a fire now, and he's stealing wine. <laughs> like what the fuck? 
<laughs> and he also puts ice in his wine. Do people do that? Not just ice. It's not like he just puts ice. He goes and he chips out some nasty ass freezer ice, <laughs> freezerberg ice. You know, yeah, like it's... like the shitty freezer has is caked with ice, and he's like, "Yep, I'll just chip some of this off and throw it in your wine for you," because that's not fucking disgusting. So of course, Jack potentially shows up here. There was a good moment where he's like, "Well, like somebody's outside," and he's like, "Oh, it's it's just me, sheriff. I'm not a burglar. I'm just in your." fucking house trying to fuck my girlfriend for some reason <laughs> which makes perfect sense because that's not yeah. illegal at all but it turns out he you know it's jack of course but he doesn't know that so there's a fun moment when he's like digging for like weapons to use in the drawer in the kitchen and he pulls out that pie scoop the pie thing and then he pulls out an uh and then a whisk no it, w- it was like, uh, or a mixer thing it was a yeah it was a mixer what are those called they're not called blades but no that's what that's why i called it a whisk because i couldn't remember what the fuck it yeah. was called. anyway yeah then, Th- this is you know this whole scene this this whole teenagers trying to fuck at the house scene is really the victim of the fact that the filmmakers didn't lean into the comedy because it it, it is trying to be funny the undressing scene where they're both removing 47 layers of clothing <laughs> could have been really funny but at that point it just felt weird because the movie didn't know whether it wanted to be funny or not oh you know, here we finally get one-liners too i will have to say that i like the one-liners in this movie better than the one-liners in the other movie I'm not trying to deny that this is the superior of the two movies. Not at all. <laughs> no. But he, uh, Tommy, like, Tommy sees the snowman, right? Again, skipping over some shit. Who cares? And then he's like, who Who are you? And he's like, I'm the world's most pissed off snow cone. Oh, no. He says, <laughs> well, it ain't fucking frosty. I'm the world's most pissed off snow cone. And then... <laughs> Tommy gets killed by icicles that shoot out of Jack Frost's like dick or something. I don't know. Well, they shoot out of his arm, but I was going to say, you know, this is this is an example of fair play on the part of Jack Frost because he <laughs> penetrates both of the teenagers to death. He does. He does. But I don't th- I don't think he actually penetrates her she's like stuck inside of him and he's like slamming her into the wall uh i think he's stuck inside of her what do you think that carrot was doing when it wasn't on his nose (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's fucked up that just made that scene way worse but yeah she takes a bath so again they're doing weird shit in this dude's house like the bath is full and she's like oh thank you but it's not it's jack jack is the bath but apparently he's warm enough for her to get in and be into it yeah until he decides he doesn't want to be warm anymore and then she's like no don't put don't put cold water in it what the hell are you doing and then see like that's yeah. the part i fa- that that that's a part not the part it's <laughs> a part that i found a little confusing was there actually a hot bath there and then jack got in it because they when she's in the bath they show this stream of water on the floor as if to suggest that jack isn't the bath he's going into the bath well yeah i couldn't but quite then at decide. the same time if that's the case who the fuck ran the bath yeah that... she says thank you like her boyfriend ran it for her he does leave like like puddles when he when he does when he melts though yeah oh that's true that's true that's true so maybe he is in the bath maybe he can heat himself up sure you're doing it again man you gotta, you gotta yeah stop that. no i know i know i know all right i need to stop all right more dumb shit with with manners and the company now the company like the experience oh well people. well, well let, let's not shortchange boo boo kitty fuck now because she sort of has jack like form around her yes in the, like he freezes around her in the bath 
which which would be an awesome and a better movie yeah uh, yeah if this were a better movie that could have been a, a a fun ridiculous death scene but uh sadly this this was in the hands of whoever the fuck made this movie and then jack carrots her to death and she like falls down and her her she's facing the camera and then her eyes open and then it looks like she's gonna like come back to life or something but then she just spits blood out and then we're done and then he's like right I <laughs> yeah need it's to send flowers it's the worst death scene probably <laughs> in the entire movie now we're now we're getting into some other dumb people doing dumb people things the science guy right. who invented the acid says hey guns and regular weapons aren't gonna work on this thing so what does manners do hey do you have an armory and sheriff's like no we're just a small town sheriff's office we have this fucking revolver right here which is unrealistic i imagine they naturally have because a few guns because manners doesn't know uh how to listen to people he's not a listener no but he also has an armory in his fucking trunk so why is he even asking yeah that's true he in his in the back of his car he has more guns than probably the entire sheriff's department of that town yeah and then he pulls it out shoots jack frost and jack frost like goes down and then he's like see it fucking worked and then they're like no it doesn't work and we we learned earlier that jack frost can like melt and like go through doors and stuff so that's what happens but they're in the police station now and manners does the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen anyone do in a horror movie jack frost is like leaking under the door right and then (laughs) manners like a genius (laughs) shoots the fucking puddle and then and oh there's more logic that doesn't make any sense i just remembered this he's like shit it doesn't work and then then the science guy's like oh he must only be vulnerable in his in his like solid state i'm like i thought you said the weapons won't work i'm very confused yeah yeah there's a the logic is very fluid much like jack frost at times and their their solution is to blow up the police station with uh hairspray and bug bombs and all that kind of stuff they they just fill up the entire cell block with it and then there's a frantic hallway chase scene and then come big and boom yeah big explosion which hey the explosion worked but it didn't do what they wanted it to do and jack has to i was expecting because he's in the middle of all that debris i didn't know how long the movie had left so i thought i thought he was gonna like combine with all that stuff and like grow really big and be a giant (laughs) killer snowman no that would have taken too much of a budget yeah that That was cool i i i'm guessing the filmmakers probably would have gone that way if they could but yeah that was a budgetary restraint for sure yeah so he puts himself together all sloppy like and he tries to be be like jim carrey in the mask and he's like look i'm picasso because now jack's a comedian yeah a very unfunny one kind of like this whole movie (laughs) and then you know the exposition dump we already kind of explained what the fuck the acid was apocalypse whatever blah yeah that's where that's where we get that information now they try to they're like hey let's go let's let's take him to the boiler in the church and they do that and they cut well we we established that jack doesn't like hot things yes well he doesn't like he doesn't like blow dryers and he doesn't like fire so they get the brilliant idea we'll force him into the boiler how are they gonna do it they're gonna blow him that's an apt description for this whole movie so they do end up getting him down into the boiler room and yeah this movie the just priest fucking... even blesses him with a blow dryer yes this goes on and on for fucking ever this Clive the climax of this movie goes on for like 40 minutes and you think it's fucking done it's not and it keeps turning back like like they blow him up and then they cook him in the boiler and then finally yeah. the only thing that works is Junior's special yes but before we get to that point uh manners does get killed by jack he gets bitten but then the nerdy guy he's like hey what's it like what's it like 
lake. He's talking to Jack and he's like, what's it like? And he's like, it's cold. And then this is the scientist who created yes. Jack in the first place unintentionally. And, yes. And he like jumps at him and then it cuts. And then he's out. He walks outside the door of the church and he's just like staggering there. He kind of reminded me of the dude, the alien bug from Men in Black. For the listener who hasn't seen this, the science dude walks out. Yes. And he, 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 he looks like Egger <laughs> from Men in Black. He's like, oh, 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 oh. And he can't quite make his feet work right. And then he's like, fuck, fuck it. it. And then he barfs up Jack Frost. Yes. And then so it turns out Jack Frost was inside him the whole time. But then Jack Frost reforms himself. I keep on saying Jack Frost like nobody knows. <laughs> Don't say Jack, you'll confuse the audience. <laughs> I know, fuck. So this is where we, the kid uses the oatmeal, or the, I guess the dad? No, I, I fucking don't even know how it happened now. The oatmeal They're somehow in, okay, gets on okay, this motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> They're in the car. They're in the police car because Jack Frost has just vomited out of science nerd's mouth. And they're like, we got to get out of here. They jump in the car. There's no keys. They can't find the keys. And then suddenly, boom, water starts pouring in through all the vents and stuff. So they're like, don't let the water touch you. Don't let the water touch you. The dad is like, come here, retarded son. Don't let the water touch you. <laughs> and then he's trying to kick the ignition to, to get it started. Makes perfect sense. And then Jack Frost forms in the back seat. He's like, I think it's flying. <laughs> and then the sheriff's like all right fuck it kicks through the window throws throws uh his son out and then he goes out after him so jack is apparently like just not terribly dexterous because like he's literally 12 inches and just lets him go through the windshield and then like he barely catches the sheriff's arm at the end and then the sheriff grabs the bag of special that he Thank had you. in the car that his son gave him smacks jack in the head with it and then jack's head starts melting and, and that's when the sheriff's like son son what have you done what have you done i'm sorry he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry he's like no dipshit i'm <laughs> asking you what's in that like what any loving son would put in food he made for his father antifreeze yay bright idea they they essentially fill a fucking uh, the bed of a truck with antifreeze from that weird dude's store who's like 20 percent off i bet he said that when he was driving there the whole time he's like 20 percent off 20 percent off his tagline for the movie was 20% off. And this is where the this is where uh Sam the sheriff gets the fucking joke wrong, which is dumb. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's taunting Jack in order to give twenty uh, percent off enough time to make a redneck hot tub in his back in the back of his truck. And of course, they have a little scuffle. They fall out the window and they fall into the bed of the pickup truck with the antifreeze. And then he beats the shit out of Jack like Adam Sandler in the fucking alligator with the with the golf ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it's like. And then they forgot the arm, and I was so fucking ready for this kid to get murdered by what was left of Jack's arm. Ugh. Oh, that is but that no. is just they totally blue balls us on that one. Yeah, I'm not that fucking lucky. And then they throw the kid into the antifreeze and then it's over. Uh, they fill the bottles, the antifreeze bottles up with him and then they bury them. Yep. And and then, but did you notice uh, there was one guy in the background as they're doing that who's filling his car up with antifreeze? Oh, for fuck's sake. No. <laughs> so like I'm wondering if that's the setup to Jack Frost, too. Well, now we have to watch it and find out. But uh, yeah, so they bury the antifreeze and then the final shot of the movie is the bottles of antifreeze buried underground start bubbling yay and then it's fucking over and then we can move on to the other one the end we spent 50 percent done we spent Hooray. way too much time with that one well i gotta say i'm gonna have a hell of a lot less to say about well i'm not gonna have a lot less to say but i'll have a lot less 
plot points to go over because honestly there wasn't that much plot in this one the 1998 jack frost starring michael keaton and uh some hot girl fuck what kelly preston that's it kelly preston when she was still hot no i'm kidding she's still hot like i'd still totally nail her if i had the chance she's like she's probably in her 50s and i'd be like yep 100 would would bang really she's in her 50s you're fucking 40 dude don't pretend like 50s old yeah but i mean like movie star hot she's still movie star hot <laughs> okay okay i need to stop you right there i need to stop you she she died in july oh seriously well that puts a damper on this folks i think we got to go home now <laughs> bye <laughs> no 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 we can still talk shit about this movie we just won't talk shit about her no because she she's not the fucking problem with this movie i think okay i don't think i don't think michael keaton's the problem with this movie I don't oh think no any, any individual is the problem with this movie other than the writer no the cast itself is actually pretty good you have michael keaton you have mark addy who's fucking great and everything he's in robert baratheon before he became the king of westeros yes and then you have fucking henry rollins man henry rollins is great <laughs> I still can't fucking believe Henry Rollins is in that movie. He owed somebody money or something. Yeah, probably. It it had to be something like that. I don't know. This must have been during that period when he was like, he's like, all right, I'm going to try and be an actor. <laughs> and no one was coming knocking or something like that. And he was just like, all right, Jack Frost, that works. <laughs> so the director of this movie, Mark Steven Johnson, has quite the filmography. Oh, do tell. His directorial debut was in 1998. It came out in 1998. Jack oh, Frost? He's the writer of this movie sorry the writer uh but he directed simon birch oh really yeah daredevil ghost rider (laughs) 2007 really uh when in rome haven't seen it killing season finding steve mcqueen and love guaranteed i now i i will say this i am a fan of that first ghost rider movie me Um, too for just but but here's the thing it's got problems (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna pretend it doesn't have big fucking problems he also wrote grumpy old men all right well he's got he's got one winner under his belt (laughs) grumpy old men was pretty funny he came up with the story for christopher robin that disney movie okay but what about the director i'll say this i think most of the problems are the writing the director's name is troy miller and he has like 122 fucking credits anything good or so bad it's good or so bad we have to laugh about it he directed three episodes of the weird science tv show seven episodes of the ben stiller show a bunch of mtv movie award things beverly hills family robinson 1997 tv movie that sounds horrible (laughs) but not in a good way Oh, you'll love this. Here, check this out. You're you're actually going to love this. 20 episodes. Mr. Show from... With Bob and David? Yes. 20 that episodes explains, of that That explains why they were watching Mr. Show in the movie. Oh, and were why they? so many cast members from Mr. Show were in it. The news the news guy on the... who uh, The weather guy on the TV was a Mr. Show cast member. Okay. The guy who was driving the truck and spilled the Slurpee all over himself, he was a Mr. Show cast member. Oh, okay. I feel like there was at least one more in there but oh that's right paul f tompkins who was on mr show was you it's a blink and you miss it cameo but he was he was one of the guys who was cheering in the concert scene at the beginning of the movie oh really <laughs> yes he was he was one of the very few audience members who got a close-up oh well that's probably why he directed uh dumb and dumber when harry met lloyd oof <laughs> oh yeah, wow 
yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, tons of mediocrity from this guy. And then he goes and directs my favorite sketch comedy show of all time. Yep. Oh, and now he, he directs a lot of comedy specials. Before Community, Mr. Show was my favorite show of all time. I do love Community. This, this guy. guy directed it. Wow. I am just <laughs> disheartened at that. Well, but you know, once again, the strength of Mr. Show was the writing. The weakness of this movie was definitely the writing. <laughs> well, thank you, Troy Miller. That was fun for me. Anyways. <laughs> so the premise of this movie is a little different. It's almost exactly the same as far as like set up. He dies and becomes a fucking snowman. But the main character to, ha- to deal with unfinished business. Yes. Yes. The main character played by Michael Keaton. His name is Jack Frost and he is in a band. He's almost a rock star, except he's playing this shitty blues Christmas music that nobody would give a shit about. So I don't know. Yeah. Why, don't you know, know, during that, whole, we open in a concert for the Jack Frost band. Great name for a band. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear the sarcasm in my voice, but <laughs> it is there. And the whole time he, he, he goes right into a rock and roll blues <laughs> rendition of Frosty the Snowman. And all I could think was the only thing worse than white guy blues is white guy blues doing Christmas songs. It's so bad. And Michael Keaton oh. can't fucking sing. And and it should be emphasized, there is not a less than gleaming white face on that stage. Oh, no. There are no not white people in this movie. And yes, Michael Keaton can't sing. And I love Michael Keaton. I adore the man. He is one of my favorite actors of all time. And that man cannot sing to save his life. So We're going to skip over some stuff. There's some fucking, there's a snowball uh, fight and school's out and shit. And what do you want to say? What? What? Oh, I, I was just I was just gonna say, yeah. So like, we opened up with White Guy Blues, which yes. is like the perfect tone setter for this movie because it's like, get ready for mediocrity. So of course we gotta we gotta meet the son. We meet. There's another psycho bully who I swore was Devin Sawa for a minute, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Another 90s movie staple, The Neglecting Father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This yes. movie is rife with the uh, the 90s movie staples, isn't it? This scene takes fucking forever. Like, Jack comes home. He wakes his kid up, and he's like, he's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wake him up. And she's like, leave him the fuck alone, man. Let him sleep. And he's like, no, I'm going to wake him up. I'm going to wake him up. And then he beats the shit out of his wife because I felt that coming. <laughs> Then they go play in the snow, they make a snowman, but it's just, oh God, it just fucking goes on for days and days, I think. The back and forth between Michael Keaton and that kid is so annoying. It's because the dialogue is so poorly written. Like, it, it's just, oh, it's, like it's the, just depressing to watch. It's like the martinis my mom packs mom packs in my lunch, which I think is in the next scene, but still. It's like, oh, she's packing my martinis now. He's like, yeah, too, I'm up to two a day. Uh, shut up. Oh, clever banter. It's a slog. Every moment of dialogue in this movie is a slog. Can dad make it to the hockey game? No, he can't. Rightfully so. He's but he's going to promise to. He's going to go be a rock star. Because it's a 90s star. movie. Yeah, he's going to go be a rock star. So fuck you, kid, which I half agree with. I, I think the le- the big lesson here should not be, it should not be don't pursue your rock star dreams. Because that that's the bullshit lesson that gets pushed in all these movies. Yes. Is don't pursue, yeah. it's not about your dreams. It's about your kids dreams well the, what's the fucking logic in that because they're gonna grow up they're gonna make the same stupid ass mistakes you did and then they then it, what it's then they're supposed to give up on all their dreams too yeah it's no, just a dumb cycle that they perpetuate in these movies it's stupid follow your dreams but you know here's the lesson of the movie here's the lesson the movie should have leaned into follow your dreams but be honest with the people around you about that being your priority just be straight with them be like look this is what i'm doing i'm not gonna promise you that i can make it to your hockey game i 
love you. And so I'm not going to make a false promise to you about making it to your hockey game. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I have to go to the studio today. End of story. But again, it's the nineties thing, man. You gotta, yep. you can't, you can't have someone following their dreams. If they have children, uh, we get Michael Keaton singing again. Cause his wife is like, sing me a smile and fuck. She's hot. So it's kind of, I'm like, fuck yes, yeah, she is. all right, I'll, I'll, I'll sing for you. All right. He can't sing. It's a really stupid song and we're done now. The end. So more neglecting dad stuff. Jack is trying to teach Charlie the J shot. Charlie is on a hockey team, by the way. I think I half mentioned that earlier. He plays with him for like three seconds and then he's like, hey, we got to go. Or Mac specifically. Paul Addy's character. Paul? Is that his name? Mark Addy. Mark Addy. Mark Paul Addyler. John know. Paul George. But he has to go. And then he's like, but dad. And then here's one of the first jokes and it's real bad. It's like, but dad, did you just call me butt dad? Ugh. <laughs> In fairness, that's real life dialogue right there. That is ripped from that is ripped from the cold reality of fatherhood. Unfortunately, I would say the same thing. Yes, you're right. You're right. But I'm also not a fucking paid Hollywood writer, so <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. I, how much was the budget on this movie? I want to know how much the budget of the movie was. Just looking up Jack Frost is fucking impossible. Good lord. <laughs> Jack Frost. Twenty-seven that. search results. Box office. Oh no, budget. That's broad. Fuck. What? <laughs> it says forty to eighty-five million. Okay, forty million. We'll say. Let's just go super low ball. Forty million dollars, yes. which means that the writer got paid. Let's see. Uh, what's ten percent of forty million? million dollars that's is 10 percent is four million right ten percent would be four million which means five percent would be two million dollars that's about how much the writer probably got paid two million dollars because they they say the the eyeball budget for a script is five percent of the pro- overall production budget two million dollars for this horrible dialogue that could have been written by any i no you know what i'm not going to say it could have been written by any drunk in a pub because a drunk in a pub would actually come up with more interesting dialogue than this but we do meet henry rollins in the next scene and that's true and andrew andrew lawrence one of the lawrence brothers they keep coming back because we we talked about matthew lawrence is is that a lawrence brother because i initially thought it was matthew lawrence and then i was like oh no that's not matthew lawrence it's like, the younger one it's it's andrew so it is a lawrence though yep, yep. okay yeah uh, that okay i'm not going crazy that's good to know what is rollins fucking screaming at him he there's like i don't know it's something about remember. it being fucking embarrassing <laughs> oh i wish that would have been great this in here pheasants uh, hear henry rollins screaming that yes oh that'd be awesome oh dude oh man you just <laughs> fucking anyways um so another 90s movie staple with this kind of stuff the bully is always on the opposite team even though they go to the same school and shit so they're obviously yep. in the same district and everything i how do these fucking things work uh, n- anyways. <laughs> it was the 90s the bully's always on the opposite team i don't get it but whatever and then you know of course eventually there's always room on team rad yeah there is how come how come there's not like a shitty like er, mid 2000s sequel to rad rad to even radder i'll tell you why 80s nostalgia hadn't come around yet that's true so so bill allen is fucking who is actually if you've listened to any of the commentaries on that thing he's he rides a bike for real i assume you're talking about crew yeah yeah no 
I uh I was aware that he is uh he he does actually uh still ride. I I think I heard uh maybe it was a Nerdist podcast with him or something like that. I oh, cool. uh, somebody interviewed him and yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like him. Anyways, he's not in this fucking movie. Damn it. So of course, Dad is in trouble for missing the hockey game because he made a promise. And also, I would have missed the hockey game too because Charlie fucking sucks. He hasn't he hasn't even scored a goal yet. <laughs> like they they make a mention. Oh, what if you're not there when he scores his first goal? How long has he been playing? That's a good question. <laughs> I do enjoy the question. Like, there's an apology scene, and it's the trauma bonding thing. They gotta do, get that in there. I'll say this: I do prefer that about '90s movies. Is uh, a lot of the dads in '90s movies they they had the wherewithal to apologize when they were wrong, whereas in '80s movies they just smack you till you shut up. <laughs> That's true. That's fucking true. But I do appreciate this question. The kid goes, "Are all musicians really flaky?" And or was it the kid or the mom? <laughs> I don't remember. But then he kind of thinks about it for a second, and he's like. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, and that's definitely drummers. Oh yeah, especially drummers. <laughs> that is the truest thing that has ever been in any movie. Yes, musicians are super flaky. I don't understand it. So they they plan to go to the fucking cabin because they're rich white people. I don't know how they're rich because she works at a bank and he's trying to be a dumb <laughs> rock star. No, no, I love. They have a whole dialogue scene about how he one day wants to buy her a big house. Meanwhile, their house is like four times the size of mine. It's fucking huge, <laughs> and they have a cabin. Like fuck you, Trump trying to buy a bigger house it's never enough Jeez, i guess not of course for some reason a record executive is interested in this crappy blues band so he's like hey. never gonna happen yeah never right. gonna happen record executives always say they want to help they always say they want to sign that blues band but you know what i've known the guys in those blues <laughs> bands the record executives never want to sign them they just want to get you to perform at their kid's birthday party for free <laughs> well they don't do that but they have to play a gig for the guy of course at his whatever party you're right and it has to be on christmas eve or christmas day or one of those fucking christmas whatever oh and we missed the part where during the apology scene or i guess not during the apology scene during the right after they build the snowman and get in trouble with the neighbor and stuff jack gives charlie charlie's son by the way uh a harmonica and he's like it's magic tee hee hee and then we're not supposed to think anything of it after that well i mean oh, okay in in fairness to the story which doesn't deserve it but i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> go there anyway there is a story reason for the harmonica to be magic which is that he bought it the day charlie was born yeah so oh went right out of the hospital saw a music store across the street and he was feeling so good that he went out he went right over there and he bought the harmonica so you know there's there's significance why the fuck he chose to give it to charlie on that day who knows yeah that doesn't make any sense but whatever it, it's it's almost like it's it was fate. a story written by someone who didn't understand <laughs> writing let's kill him how about that yeah I think it's time for him to die. Him and the band are driving and it's really cold and obviously it's fucking winter. So the roads are icy. It's very scary. But he comes to his senses and he's like, oh shit, I, what am I doing? I gotta go. I gotta go hang out with my family. It's fucking Christmas. And then he's like, you gonna be all right to to Mac is his name. And he, Mark he's like, Addy. Mark Addy. But his the character's name is Mac. God oh, okay. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I misunderstood. He's like, well, why don't you tell the guys? And then he tells the tells the rest of the band and they're like, fuck yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm like, oh, that was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Not, turned out none of them wanted to go in the first place yes because so. they all have families and lives and shit jack doesn't anymore because he tries to drive back and he dies i hated watching that scene of his windshield wipers freezing up because it hit so close to home i feel like there have to be so many parallel universes where that's exactly how i died <laughs> i know right the that part of the movie kind of gets me like the connection and the sad business between him and his dad and like not you know the, the lack of closure and shit like i i it made me feel things for a second
second. Yeah. I mean, you know, the movie, it has it has its moments. It's not utterly devoid of all humanity. You know, it's just real sloggy in a lot of parts. And God, the white guy blues are so bad. <laughs> so we cut to one year later. Bullies are jerks. There was a big snowball fight at the beginning and it's Christmas break again. We're basically at the same place we started just a year later. And the bull- Mind you, none of these children have aged. No, not at all. Day. One of the mean kids is trying to get him to join the snowball fight and he's like, he's no fun now since his dad died. I'm like, that's mean. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Good lord. Hey, at least it gets you a pass in the getting pelted with snowballs no, constantly. That's true. And then Charlie has a little fucking meltdown because I learned about this kind of stuff from Rachel and you know how the girls are adopted. Around the same time every year, like around their adoption time, they start to get a little shitty. Even though they pro- they wouldn't remember stuff like that really, but apparently there's a psychological thing that kind of happens. Or like when, when my dog died, around that time every year everybody starts to get kind of depressed. <laughs> for, for like okay. no yeah, reason. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I wasn't aware that that was an actual phenomenon, but yeah, that makes sense. It's real, and maybe that's why I've been so fucking bummed out for the past month or so. Just is this the same time of year as Doodles died? Uh, November, I think. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Was not aware of that. I I I forgot when exactly it was. So that makes sense that he's now fucking. It's his first Christmas without his dad for. Yeah. So uh, all right. So apparently the writer knew something at least. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, or, or just kind of happened to happened upon something on accident. He's just garbage at dialogue. And like I even wrote here, this movie's dumb, but I but I still feel things, and it made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the final goodbye scene. My eyes teared up. Oh God, I know. I'm not, I'm not too big a. I'm not, I'm not too big a macho man to admit that. I'm a savvy. although I am pretty macho. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh yeah. Yep. You snap into a slim gym every day. So Charlie kind of kind of gets a wild hair up his ass because his mom. Oh, how long is his mom fucking shopping for? By the way, because she leaves and kind of leaves him with Mac, and I'm like, uh, he doesn't really need a babysitter, does he? He's kind of an older kid, but he is obviously psycho. So there you go. But Mac falls asleep, and then Charlie's like i'm gonna build a fucking snowman because i'm bored and i see these kids across the street so he does that but he also finds the harmonica and he plays it and guess what at 40 fucking minutes into this movie about a fucking (laughs) snowman the snowman finally comes to life oh my god Uh, yeah i you know i did think it was a little weird that there was so little snowman action overall in this movie like it feels like he becomes a snowman and then he's a snowman for like 24 hours the end i didn't it didn't even occur to me while i was watching it that it was like 40 minutes before he actually becomes a snowman well i thought it was taking a while so i like i hit the i i checked to see like the timestamp. i'm like wow 40 fucking minutes yeah so now he's he's alive and he's got to get into shenanigans he's got to get fucking snow plowed got a snowman boner all while delivering the most boring dialogue possible jack frost the horror movie had better dialogue than this movie yeah it's it's a lot of jokes about around like the the 10th or 20th fucking my balls are freezing joke i kind of tuned out (laughs) that's the truly painful part delivered by one of the greatest living actors there is these horrible lines delivered by one of the best actors to ever grace the screen in my opinion yeah it was i'd say it was a low point everybody needs a paycheck Ugh. every once in a while you know yeah yeah what are you gonna do so he spends the next 10 minutes trying to convince his kid that it's his dad and not the devil uh yeah we we do get that but we also get him running into henry rollins because he's walking around downtown just out in the open in the middle of the fucking night and nobody's there <laughs> but then henry rollins character fucking shows up and then he's like 
oh my god a fucking talking snowman and then he's just kind of he just has ptsd for the rest of the movie yeah i was just about to say uh i think i think rollins is like fully fully psychologically damaged from this because <laughs> and kudos to henry rollins for his performance because later when they drive up and the snowman's out in the front yard rollins will not look at the front yard <laughs> every he time won't turn his eyes that direction every time someone says the word snowman he's like don't say snowman <laughs> that makes me happy it's it's pretty bad that rollins was the best performance in this movie i know right it's it's kind of a bummer but it's not because like if you don't know anything about henry rollins and you only know him from black flag you're like why is this guy funny but he's kind of funny i won't say it's the best performance that, that that's not fair but he's the most enjoyable character to watch i'll say that i think it's mostly because at that point i didn't know he did like stand-up shows and stuff like that the speaking tours and things i knew him as the guy from black flag and the rollins band and I'd only ever seen him angry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I actually wasn't aware of his. Um, I wasn't aware of his uh, like spoken word, quote unquote, stuff until I think probably 2004. But at the same time, I didn't see Jack Frost until two days ago. So <laughs> right, right, yeah. And he's he's really he's actually really funny, which is kind of fun. He is. He's he's a very entertaining individual. So now we actually get to the we we're we're at the point now where Jack is trying to convince Charlie that he's his dad, that everything is that that he's completely normal. It, he's not going crazy. He's not losing his fucking mind. But we he does start a fucking snowball fight with the bullies, and it's a really really weird scene that goes on for fucking ever because he just be, came to life like the day before, and he's already like I'm the king of snow and shit. Yeah, that's such a strange scene. I don't even really have words for that scene just because <laughs> it feels so out of place. It feels like there was no lead into it, and then there's it goes nowhere. You know, I mean, aside from they do have the recognition where he's where he's like no no i guess they don't it's not until the late the final dialogue scene but then at the same time you know like he's jumping on the sled with him and there he's cheering as they snowboard on a broken and half bobsled through the trees it's so fucking uneven that I, I i think that's what feels weird about it is it doesn't know how to treat the way the characters are reacting to the situation you know because this isn't this isn't jack frost 1997 this isn't a movie that is intentionally trying to be bad this is a movie that's trying to be good and it doesn't know how to treat the characters in a believable way even though we're obviously in a high fantasy it's about a snowman who comes to life it's a fantasy story but still the characters have to be believable within that context and that scene nothing feels believable you know i've got two words for you though snow boobs yeah yeah we we kind of skipped over that in uh jack frost 97 the snow boobs oh yeah yeah right oh fuck both movies had snow boobs good lord yep okay so the chase is over and you know what triggers charlie into into going like oh holy shit you are my dad jack calls him charlie boy and he's like only one person in the world could call me charlie boy you must well, you be clearly my haven't snowman. met very many people in the world then have you charlie boy <laughs> and of course now that he believes that his dad is the snowman and he he's telling everybody and he's talking to a fucking snowman that won't move everybody thinks he's losing his goddamn mind and for all we know this could just be some fucking mental breakdown and he's in a mental institution i had that thought about <laughs> three quarters of the way through the movie i thought oh okay none of this is really happening this is just charlie's weird fucked up way of dealing with it he's just he's living in his own fantasy world he's dragging this snowman around and everybody else is looking at him going holy shit let's not piss that kid off just and it's now. not even a real snowman it's just like a nope. hand puppet 
<laughs> nope. Even the bully, the the moment the bully has where you know he kind of, he becomes a believer. Yeah. No, it's because Charlie starts talking to and for the snowman, <laughs> and the bully's like, "Oh, this kid's gonna kill us if we don't it, <laughs> don't play if, along. If we push him too hard." Yeah. No. Oh, hey, shit. Snow Dad's better than No Dad, bud. Let me help you get that thing on the truck, and you get the fuck out of here. And he literally says, "Snow Dad's better than No Dad," too. <laughs> I couldn't write shit like that. Oh on my, my god, own. it's it's pretty rough. I have standards. Along with losing his mind, Charlie quits the hockey team, but who really gives a shit, honestly? Well, Charlie quit the hockey team before we came yeah, before he, we came full circle. We learned that he quit the hockey team. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Then his dad's like, bitch, you get out there and do some hockey. Because you have a responsibility to the team, even though you don't score any fucking points. Who cares? <laughs> and Charlie shows Jack his secret place. And I wrote that down like that and <laughs> kind of <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> how <laughs> how fucked up that was gonna sound when i said it i didn't realize it was that kind of movie <laughs> his secret place by the way is not his penis it happens to be a, a secluded little spot with a frozen body of water i guess uh yeah so it's like a frozen little pond and they have a they have they have their bonding moment where he actually and, teaches them the j shot for real this time yeah and uh apparently charlie's been carrying his fucking ice skates around with him this whole time okay right i noticed In his that back too. pocket because he didn't have him slung over his shoulder or anything yeah whatever just again you're, you're doing that thing again where you're trying to find logic <laughs> yeah, in this movie that is is you know need i remind you this is this movie was attempting to be a real movie let's go to shiver fest how about that shiver fest that sounds like a horror movie festival it does and it, oh dude why don't we just make a movie called shiver fest about a killer snowman but make it good instead i'm down let's do it how about i don't have the budget how about That's a why. how about a killer snowboarder <laughs> That sounds like a movie from the 90s right there. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. It's not called Shiverfest, but there is a movie about a, about snowboarding people and they get murdered on a hill. I don't fucking remember what it's called, though. Mac doesn't play music anymore because he lost the groove. So that's that's a thing, which yeah. just like... You know what? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go one further. Mac never had the fucking groove. <laughs> I heard the music he played. <laughs> well, just like Stella, he eventually gets it back, so it's fine. <laughs> Wow, you made a How Stella Got Her Groove Back reference on the podcast. That is a first. Yeah, I know. I'm cool. I'm not being sarcastic. That's a little, I can't, I can't believe we actually have a How Stella Got Her Groove Back reference on this podcast. I am dumbstruck. Why? You think I don't know shit? Funny thing, I've never seen that movie, but I fucking, I know the title. Did anybody watch that movie? I don't know. Nobody fucking talks about think, it. I don't think I've met anybody who watched it. I think I heard a reference to it in a show that I'm watching on on Disney Plus called Smart Guy that I used to watch a lot. At the same time, I don't think I know anybody who's actually watched Jack Frost either. Me, I I I watched it a bunch when I was a kid. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I I stand corrected. Just like all those movies, you're like you fucking watched this when you were a kid, like when we did Stinkerfest and you. Oh yeah. The Airborne you were thing. Like, you're like Airborne. I fucking love that I movie. I love Airborne. <laughs> Good? No. Fun? Kinda. <laughs> it's the rad of rollerblade movies oh yeah oh man it's not even remotely as charming as rad <laughs> no no not even close 
but it does have Seth Green and Jack it, Black in it. It does. It does. Jack Black in a in a very really young Jack Black. <laughs> I I like that movie a lot. I don't know why. I guess Charlie rejoins the hockey team. He's like, "Dad, you're gonna come watch me play, right?" And Jack's like, well, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna come watch you play." This is after, of course, Jack teaches him the J shot. Yes, you got to teach him the J shot. We're a couple days later, I think, than that. I no, don't no, fucking know. <laughs> it's the next. Yeah, I think it's the next day. The, I think Jack is actually around for like 48 hours. The next tops. day, and then he's already fucking playing in the game. God, yep. this fucking makes no sense. If you if you miss a practice, you don't play in the game. Like that's yeah. He just he just is he he walks up to the Rollins van and he's like, uh, hey, I want to be on the team again. And they're like, oh, get in, queer. <laughs> that's that's what they that that's no. how hockey players talk. <laughs> it's it really they they invited him back because of the little girl. So Jack finally makes it to a hockey game and sees Charlie score his first goal. And yay, I guess whatever. And boy, he damn near kills himself to get there too. Yeah, uh, going across the hot pavement because he's a snowman get it which by the way i mean let's be honest hot pavement in december come on yeah no <laughs> it's not shit. gonna be that hot but he's melting because the temperature's rising and they have to find a way to keep him from melting so so he's he does the thing what does he do oh so this this is this is where little chucky puts him on the cart and pushes him into the back of it well with the assistance of mr uh not devon sawa not devon sawa there you go okay <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I couldn't remember the character's name to save my life. <laughs> I can't fucking remember his name either. He's the bully kid. But anyway, yeah, with his help, as as soon as he realizes that Charlie is uh, is dangerously over the edge, and he better just go along with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then then one part that I thought was actually legitimately funny was when Mac has to describe the snowman to the cop because the cop's like, "Hey, what does the snowman look like?" <laughs> <laughs> and then the mom's like, "It's a fucking snowman." <laughs> what more do you need? But then he he's got a, he's playing along for him. It was it was just funny. That made five foot three, <laughs> two hundred and forty pounds. <laughs> How old do you think he was? I, I can imagine that actually happening. Cops are, you know, I don't think they're that dumb, but good Lord. Some of them. Yeah, some yeah. of them. Hey, home stretch, people. I see the bottom of my note. Okay, let's not stop for a bathroom break. Let's All keep right. going. So the plan was to get up into the mountains, specifically their cabin, because, you know, the mountains, snowy, not all year long. So I don't really know. And he's like, well, we can go to South America when it's summertime because it's winter there. I'm like, I don't know if that's how it works, kid, but all right. Gabby, by the way, is the wife's name. Uh, so they get to the cabin and Jack calls her and he's like i know i know i I have your son he's doing all right and she's like what the fuck who is this that's kind of creepy she's like jack oh oh and she drives her ass out to the cabin but it's christmas day and dad has to leave he finally found his closure because he bonded with his son so his christmas present is you get to watch your father disintegrate into nothing for the last time and then him and the wife have a have a decent moment because she now she finally believes him i don't really know what triggered it the phone call i guess well i mean she gets up there and she sees him talking to the snowman so this is the point at which she's like okay i don't want to break my poor son i'm just gonna pretend like i see him too (laughs) yeah right she's like sing me a smile and then he sings again but he only sings like one line he doesn't even sing as much of it as he did the first time yeah what song does he sing too he sings a song that i knew I don't know it. God bless Michael Keaton. I love the man, and he is he is unquestionably one of the greatest actors. But yeah, he's he's not a singer. No, no, not as bad as Schwarzenegger. I'll say that. <laughs> 
Have you seen Killing Gunther? No, I haven't. But holy uh, shit balls! There's a scene in it where Arnold Schwarzenegger sings country music, oh and my. it is one of the most painful things to listen to I've ever heard. That sounds lovely, actually. It, I mean, it's kind of hilarious, but it's we've got we've got to watch Rhinestone one of these days because I fuck I need to see that movie. I'm mostly always down for Ar- uh, Arnold for Sol- Stallone, but then you throw Dolly into the mix, I'm there. You give me yeah, Dolly. <laughs> Parton and Sylvester Stallone, you know I'm there. I know that movie is going to be the garbagiest of garbage, but oh my <laughs> god, I am. I am so I'm so on it anyways we're almost done we're not quite done yet the dad does disintegrate into like Christmas snow and magic and he goes heaven I guess so now everybody's kind of happy because we got our closure and that's a good thing that's a good thing everybody if you take one thing away closure is a good thing even if it's sad you're allowed to be sad I, I, I I'm man enough to admit that I did shed a tear I got yeah I got a little my eyes got a little little drippy there for a second but you know I've never like my dog like the dog is the is the worst thing that's ever happened to me really so I'm gonna but and then after five seconds of uh, allowing myself to have a heart it was right back to high-fiving and slapping asses yeah fuck yeah and then oh hey guess what Mac found the groove again like I said he would because he's playing the piano again yeah what what is this is this next year is this like yeah I don't know later that day I didn't really get what the time frame was there. But, um, so the credits start to roll, and you know what bothers me about this? What? The dog runs out fucking side, and he's just running down the goddamn road. (laughs) And nobody seems to give a shit. And I blinked, and he was fucking gone. Where did the dog go? He just turned into some neighbor's driveway. (laughs) Okay, okay, good. Oh my god. So that's fucking... That, that, That credit sequence with the dog and stuff, that was really weird looking. It looked like they did a lot of special effects work for that cr- for that crane shot thing. It looked like it was all miniatures, and then they CGI'd in a bunch of like little vignettes of people doing things in their yards. But it looked like people standing in a bunch of miniatures. See, you were a lot nicer than I was. I didn't fucking stick around for the credits, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. I the Marvel movies have trained me at this point to just finish out a credit sequence. I will fast forward it sometimes, but I didn't care enough. I did fast forward as soon as it as as soon as the uh as soon as it went to just text on black i was like okay let's uh let's go ahead and skip this because <laughs> yeah i i don't need to actually learn all the people's names but as much but yeah, as we I, respect you guys for for movies are hard whether they're good or bad just so you know yes that's true that's true and i respect anybody who has the ability to see a film through start to finish it's like hey good for you you know even if it was a piece of garbage like this hey you did it you know and that's more than i can say i've attempted to make movies i've never i've never gotten start to finish on one except for a short but anything anything with like a three-act structure never made it never made it all the way through so you know kudos to you all right so hey man that does it for our jack frost jack off or jacking through the holidays god damn it i keep forgetting what you're fucking calling it i'm i'm jacking jacking our way through the holidays thank you so although i like jack frost jack off too that's I'm okay with that. So which one wins for you? Okay, well, out of these two, I don't think there's any question. It's obviously uh, Jack Frost 1997, the horror movie. That one is clearly the superior film just because it's not trying to be a good movie. It's it, it, it it's just, it is a bad movie and you can just sort of enjoy hating it. You know, you can enjoy the shittiness of it. Whereas Jack Frost, the, the serious family movie, it, it's just painful to watch. My favorite actor. No, I'm not going to say my favorite 
favorite actor, but one of my favorite actors doing material that bad. But his balls so are freezing. For me, Jack Frost 97 wins out of these two. How about you? Same, same. This one has nostalgia value, but nothing else outside of that. And Kelly Preston is hot, and I'm very sad to learn. Kelly that she Preston away. is hot. I, I, I will give, her, I will give him that. Well, she was hot. Yeah. Well, and Mark Addy is always good. I, I, I have enjoyed everything I've seen Mark Addy in until this. <laughs> it's not, it's not his fault. No. The problem in this movie isn't any of the performers. The performances are all fine. Even the little shitty kid. Even the, even the wannabe Devin Sawa. Everybody was fine. It's the writing. Yeah. The no, villain it, yeah. in this, in this piece is the writing. <laughs> So how about the other, how about the other two, 79 and uh, Father Frost? So if we're, if we're talking, I, I believe I said last week that uh, uh, Father Frost was my preferred out of those two. And I got to say, um, if we're doing an all four now, uh, I think Father Frost wins because unlike Jack Frost 97, I think Father Frost was made, it came from a more sincere place. And the best shitty movies are always a combination of total sincerity and technical and Aptitude. Whereas so, I, I, Jack Frost '97, I don't think there were. I don't think it had a sincere bone in its body. I think I think these were snarky people trying to make a snarky movie <laughs> and not doing well at it. Fair enough. I yeah, I can see where you get that. We so what's your what's your pick for overall champion? I don't know, man. It's kind of hard. I like who jacked it best. Yeah, like '98 would be my pick just due to nostalgia alone. But really, just because it's so stupid, '97 uh, is probably the one I'd actually sit down and watch again. I can which see is that. Weird, I know, even okay. though it's a, it's a piece of shit. But I I enjoyed the cheesy dumb bullshit. It definitely uh is not as disappointing a rewatch as you would think. No, like, I. I was okay watching it a second time. Like tearing it apart was fine and I can absolutely do that. But I I didn't hate it the second time through. I feel like I feel like Jack Frost 98 I might just hate the second time through. You will, but I'm going to I'm going to try to get my kids to watch it cuz at least it's it's harmless. It's not like going to ruin them or anything. Yeah, it is that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's a very safe movie. Yeah. I think that's if anything that's part of what makes it so shitty is it's completely completely harmless, completely unremarkable in every way which but, feels like a crime because the talent pool was so huge so hey are you are you excited for for the new year man because because i am i mean i'm excited for trump to no longer be president all right that's, well that's the best i can give you right now i I'm wasn't talking optimistic. about that i was talking about i was i was leaning more towards hey cobra kai comes out on january 8th so we can pitch the <laughs> first episode of the new year which is going to be the karate kid <laughs> oh okay you you meant am i excited for the new year of the podcast yeah god God damn it get your shit together but also yeah fuck okay. that guy okay uh yeah you know what i i can see i can see us doing many good things next year and yeah starting it off with the karate kid that's a that's a solid beginning so yeah you'll you'll hear from us sometime before january 8th i don't know fucking when but sometime in the meantime merry christmas happy hanukkah uh happy kwanzaa happy holidays whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate i hope you celebrate or don't celebrate it in health and happiness which i know is fucking impossible right now but hey give it the old college try right well hey while you guys are being all merry happy whatever and bullshit why don't you follow us on some social media and everything at the shark pod and then also take all that christmas money your parents are going to give you and give it to us because fuck you uh 
Yes, the entirety of the Christmas money you get from your parents, give it to us, and only because fuck you. Yeah, uh, patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood. That, that's exactly <laughs> where you go. I can't think of anything clever to unfuck yourself with. But anyways, that's fine. It's fine. We're okay. Hey, if if you give us if you give us your money, you can you can say fuck you to us. Please do. I mean, you could technically say it even if you don't give us your money. But if you give us your money, you can send a fuck you straight. Well, technically, you can do that too via the social media. But if you do, we will acknowledge your fuck you. I was going to say it'd help if it was accompanied by a dollar. <laughs> we'll send you a fuck you too. <laughs> yes. But hey, until the new year when we're back with the fucking Karate Kid, which I'm super excited about, by the way, you guys stay jossom.